You make it a silly face. <gasps> Here we go. Come on, episode three, the Spoon Drop Podcast. As you can hear, I have a guest with me. How could they hear that? They hear you. How did they hear that before you said that, though? They hear you. You were on a hot mic. You're lucky you didn't say something non-PC. Oh, a scout. Oh, oh. So, guys, it's episode three, the Spoon Drop Podcast. The whole Pace Posse is in the car with you right now. And our posse, we're heading home from Philadelphia. So, uh, it was another, it was a rough trip. It was definitely a rough trip, but it was a fun trip. And, uh, yeah, and now we're in the car making a wonderful, scenic, beautiful ride home. But with three little ones, it's uh, it's sometimes a lot tougher than you would think. Three. Those parents out there with one kid that makes road trips, they're like, road trips with kids aren't that bad. Oh, my gosh. Can we talk about how difficult people with one kid think their lives are and just have no (laughs) idea? Like, remember when we used to think things were tough? Yeah, we definitely... I, I thought we were bringing a lot of supplies and stuff around when we had one kid. I was like, oh my gosh, the whole trunk's okay, well, full for all, a road Joe trip. Well, first of all, Joe has zero supplies when it comes to kids, okay? If I don't pack up, like, the, the prepper-sized tote of supplies, we're, yeah, we're Allie, going at it with nothing. The last three road trips, we've packed a baby diapers formula supply pack in a 27-gallon tough tote. And by we, again, <laughs> I believe he means me. But anyways, it's beside the point. Who got you that tote? Oh, gosh. He's like, I bought the tote. My job here is done, folks. Not so much. But, yes, it's, uh, it's been a wild ride. Three kids and, of course, the biggest kid, Joe Pace. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been a doozy of a trip. <laughs> but we uh, love family time and... This family's one of the best, if I might say so myself. Well, for you that didn't make it, and for those of you that uh, knew my grandmother or our family, uh, it was a wonderful ceremony. So beautiful. She was so beautiful. A big shout out. My dad and Allie threw me under the bus for a quick toast at... uh, the little luncheon afterwards and I really I just shot from the hip but I definitely want to say my mom and dad did a phenomenal job with everything getting ready for the service but prior to that they did an amazing job at just like moving in with my grandma taking care of her getting her out of Philly when the COVID hit and the pandemic got crazy they got her out to Galena Illinois they stayed safe there did everything they could to keep her healthy and ultimately uh, there was just some medical issues that sidelined her and they just couldn't uh, help her make a recovery or stabilize her and they got her back to Philly in time to you know be comfortable and uh, she passed away in the same house where uh, she was pretty much born she was born down the street at the hospital and came home with her mom and dad to 844 greenwich street and that's uh right where she left from on that monday morning so it's wild to have so much history in one location but yes my brother eulogy at the funeral was absolutely amazing i know philly lost it there a bit you know realizing that it was the last goodbyes to nani but uh 
Yeah, it was so much fun. The best part was the whole immediate family, all my mom's first cousins, everyone was there. It was absolutely awesome. I know there's a few missing, but, uh, you know, y'all, us, and his son, everyone from that side of the we family, they're in the, do- yeah, they're in we the doghouse. We shall dog not house. speak his name. If you saw on the social media, they're in the doghouse. You pronounced it wrong. <laughs> Euless. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful service for uh, just the most beautiful woman. She uh, has left a big, big hole in all of our hearts, and, uh, Joe's parents did great, especially Kim Marie. Uh, Nani would be so proud of what you did and just was with Nani every waking moment, um, slept by her side, and just uh, it's hard to see that uh, mother, mother-daughter duo. Um, yeah, I don't know how many other families out there other than, you know, I know lots of cultures take in their elderly, but it's something about Italians. I know we get a we get crazy, you know. I know you saw it in The Sopranos, like we saw it firsthand in The Sopranos. He Tony put his mother in the nursing home, and it almost got him killed. She tried to whack him for it. Yes. yes. See, so if you're Italian or you have Italian However, friends, we don't we do that. So like don't Tony Soprano's mother. Okay? No, she would have never whack him. But no, uh, you don't suggest Maybe it Joseph, to us. But definitely not him. But it's just something you don't suggest to us. Like if someone would have said to me, "Your mom and dad need to put her in a home," I'm probably just gonna be done with you. Like there's just no more communication because I think you're the kind of person that tries to drown kins and puppies. Like you're sick in the head. You put your elderly in a nursing home. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, listen. I understand that there are sometimes extenuating circumstances where, you know, maybe you, you know, the medical needs are so, so high that maybe, you know, it, I, I get it. I get where for some people that's the only option. Well, yes, yeah, I, I understand, but yeah. You are able to care for your mom or dad at home, in their home particularly. You know, it's one thing to take your family into your own home, you know, and care for them there, but well, to leave to leave your life uproot and go to make sure they're comfortable in their own home is just amazing. My grandma, Nani D, she was able to do the same thing. Um, and it's just, if you're going to go, I think that's the way that we all hope. Well, but the thing is to put your family in a nursing home, it's another mortgage payment. So you're telling me it's literally... As opposed to hiring private care to come help you at home, it's not... Well... Like, honestly, if you're going to make the mortgage payment to send someone to a home, why not just pay for the... Well, right. Oh, no, absolutely. I guess I'm trying to not offend any listeners who may have had to make the difficult choice that they would have preferred not to of putting their family member in a nursing home. And, I'm here, yes. and I am here to offend you and say, <laughs> grow the fuck up. That was horrible. <laughs> Shame um, on you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll spank your ass with my grandma's paddle. So, the oh. only one that needs more spankings in this life has been you. <laughs> My gosh. Guys, anyone that knows Joe understands why I say that. Well, no spankings. Growing. One thing we did find, I, I don't know how I missed it last trip. Maybe I saw it and didn't realize it. There's a wooden hand that I think my great-grandpa maybe made for my great-grandmother. But she had ten grandchildren, and it said, Mother's Helping Hand. And it was a wooden paddle. And, you know what uh, I love about it, though, is that it's so 
thin. It's basically cardboard. I'm not sure who it would have hurt getting spanked by that. I don't. But it, it's funny that they had it. it, it you know it wasn't actually, used. They no, must have well, been as sweet as Nani. There is a handwritten note on the back from Grandma Florence that says, <laughs> this was for my ten bad grandchildren who I never used it on because they were all the best. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... But, uh, yeah, there's so much stuff. We go in that house. You have to understand, my mother's family, that side of the family, the Suez side, they have owned that house in Philadelphia, that piece of property, since before record-keeping for that side of the city. The neighbor and them both have a deed that says 1900, but my grandpa's family my great-grandfather's family was there before 1900 he was born in that house he moved out for a year and then moved back in to live with his mother after his father passed away and that's when he had nani wheeze so she came home to his childhood home i will also say i now understand why in generations past families stay together and live together and it is because when you start having children and you've got three the more hands to have available the better and it was we actually stayed in Nani's house for the last two nights of our trip and to have all of us under one roof with Nani and Poppy was just it was the best I wouldn't I wouldn't have changed anything and I actually long for more of those days well, and to give you guys a little more backstory, Nani Kim, my mom, and Poppy Joe, Joe Sr., my dad, uh, they were in Chicago. Then they got out to Galena, Illinois after the year he coached the Port Huron Brawlers, the team I play on. Yes, you heard that correctly. He coached my professional hockey team. So yes, my dad, my youth hockey coach, moved all the way up with me to professional hockey. And uh, yeah, Joe Sr. was the coach of the Prowlers the year we made to the finals. He won coach of the year. It was amazing. But uh, after that... He also got cheated the previous year. He took a team that was in last place and had been run into the ground and took it over midway through the season and brought us, actually got us into playoffs, right? Yeah, so Um, there you go. He went on like a massive like win streak. It was just... So, Phenomenal coach. Did not get the credit he deserved that year. Sorry. Look at that. Allie's defending him, adding little tire pumps for him. But she's the same one that fought with him this morning about cigarettes. Oh, God, I busted cigarettes. the ball so bad. <laughs> Someone's got to do it, okay? He's a little out of control sometimes, okay? To well, know him is to love him. He's very much like his son. Um, you know, just awesome awesome guy but he smokes in the bathroom and I'm, I've had enough of it okay that's it <laughs> enough but yes Kim she grew up in Philadelphia so my dad from Chicago the last little bit they've been out in Galena Illinois but uh, she's from Philly so that's how we're here that's how Nani Weez was here so Nani Weez never left the street she grew up on uh Literally, she, I think she moved out of her house for maybe, uh, I don't know, I would have to say around, uh, gosh, when was her first marriage? I don't know. I think it was in 55. So maybe from like 55 to 
the early, early 90s, she was out of uh, her childhood home. But the other two houses she lived in, one was at the other end of Greenwich at Greenwich and 8th, and the other one was 1517 9th Street, which is at the corner of 9th and Greenwich. So she's never left Greenwich <laughs> Street. She's in she's between never left that block. Yeah, in between 8th and 9th on Greenwich. And for you that, that don't know what I'm talking about, it is three or four blocks from Gino's and Pat's famous Philly cheesesteaks. Yes, those, you know, stereotypical Philadelphia row houses where, you know, they're all connected and they're, you know, skinny, tall yep. homes. In 2010, we came for a visit. We stayed over 10 days, just me and Allison, with Nani. So it's me and Allie in the house with Nani as she was still working uh, part-time at the Philadelphia Plumbing Supply. And that was like the best trip. We learned the most about her and how she lived because there wasn't so much commotion from the cousins and everyone coming over because it wasn't a big family visit. Me and Allie came in real quiet. We saw everyone that we really needed to see but we got to do like east coast sightseeing and east coast like living we got into the culture like what would it be like to be there for a week and not have it feel like a family vacation and probably the coolest city in the united states the first capital of the united states of america philadelphia pennsylvania and uh everyone has their own little part of Philly, West Philly, North Philly, but South Philly. South Philly's not that big, but the area, it just feels like it's never ending. It feels like it's just the biggest part of the city, South Philly, but it really isn't. But yeah, literally cousins, everyone all grew up on one street and uh, it would have been cool to move out there and feel that. Like, don't you think like before we had Will to move there and just be oh, yeah. city For living? Sure. We, we like talked about, not seriously, but like joked about it, you know, what it would be like to move out there. And man, you know, after this last visit, especially you kind of wish you had I mean Joe's family is amazing we have always have such a good time when we're out there and getting to spend time with his cousins and it's just one big beautiful family and uh, I'm so lucky to have uh, married into it right my mom uh, had a dream where she lost a tooth it was like regret and it's almost like I should have had the dream because I have regret over not moving out there just stopping everything we were doing that week repack our bags and just move out there and move into that front bedroom at Nani's and figure it to out from there. To give you a little backstory on that little tidbit Joe's mom this week had a, a dream that she lost one of her teeth and uh, Nani Weez had a dream journal so Kim uh, went up in the closet and dug it out to see what that meant and uh, it said that, yeah, she was living with regrets, which as anyone knows that has lost somebody close to them, you always, you always go back to the what ifs and what you should have done. And, you know, it's, it's impossible to not have some regrets. And so she, uh, that's the, uh, yeah. And you could hear Scout. Scout wants to get involved in this. He gets loud. I think when he agrees with something. <laughs> I'm still wearing the headphones. Well, you got, she, Allie's, uh, Allie's doing the audio. Allie's doing the audio for the first time, so she thought it was silly. She's still wearing the headphones. But yeah, like, Allie, like, you're our producer right now. Okay, We're but riding. I didn't, 
You're like, oh, Scout's joining. I didn't hear him at all. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Well, so also, guys, it's a city you just even have to go there for the food. Even if you're not moving oh, there gosh, or yes. you don't have family there, find a way. Get out to Philly if it's for a weekend, for a concert, for maybe a sporting event, whatever. But spend some time there. Bounce around. Eat at all the little restaurants. You know, go without your kids. Experience all the little corner bars. Go drinking. Hang out. But, uh coolest city you literally will be lucky to find a parking spot anywhere you go but uh that's why i think that some people are so in shape there they just do so much walking oh abs- absolutely yeah nani Wee's only worked about three blocks from her house her whole life worked there over 60 years at the plumbing supply 60 and years. she walked there Six the majority zero. of those 60 years she didn't start driving until her later years she worked until she was over 80 years old i believe there but uh she started as a teenage girl and uh yeah and for years she would just walk to work walk to work she was really the best. I know everyone thinks their grandmas were the best, and you know, I'm sure they were. Grand, that's what grandmas are for, right? But Nani Wee's was really just something special, something different about her. So warm. Miss right. her a lot. It really is. It's a weird adjustment period. Like, doesn't just, feel real yet. No, definitely doesn't. It doesn't. But I definitely want to see my parents enjoy that house and spend some time there just to live in that Suez family tradition. I would love to see them throw a big family party once all this COVID settles down. I know, uh, guys, I've updated you every week on this crazy stuff, and uh, I only like to tell you about cases and recovery. So I checked this the other day to update my parents. They were still under 22 million cases worldwide, and we were just are just around 16 and a half million recovered with like 4 million active cases. So uh, it's all about those recoveries. 16 million people recovered out of 21 have beaten it. So good job, guys. Keep it up. Keep wearing your mask. Wash your hands. Before you know it, we'll be back in school. No masks on. But right now, let's transition a little bit into what it's been like for a mom. Since you haven't heard from Allie at all, what's it like for a mom since March 13th? What's it like, Allie? We went into this thing. You experienced me working another job traveling i had time away from home you saw me at home we were at home in quarantine for weeks then i was back on the road working again but like what's it been like day to day and tell everyone like you know the fun things the struggles because we've had everything guys we've had the most amazing days during this quarantine and we've had the most like horrific nightmarish days during this quarantine yeah, yeah. Where do I even begin? I mean, so March, even before that, we got a tip off that, hey, this thing, this, you know, Chinese, whatever, COVID, whatever, if it had a name back then, is going to hit. Things are going to shut down. You need to stock up and prep. I don't know. Did you talk about this before? Uh, I didn't really tell anyone how we got the okay, tip off. So, all right. Well, okay. 
I said we're aware. I told you guys we're aware and Allie stays on it. We read things. But beyond that, we stay informed by our friends who stay informed. Well, and here's the thing. We try to steer clear of mainstream media just because it's... Without going too far down the rabbit hole, I question who owns the media and whether or not they have, you know our best interests at stake. So we tend to steer clear of mainstream media and try to do a lot of diligent research, at least I do, diligent research of independent, um, you know, reputable news sites. So, And um, you know me, like every great politician, I use my sources and uh, my wife is my researcher. <laughs> yes, Joe, yes. Um, and then we, I also like to... Uh, to peruse Reddit and see what information I can dredge up there. But anyways, so um, this particular piece of information we got came from my sister who um, has a co-worker who is just, I don't know, he like researches like underground information. Somehow he's always got, you know, his ear to the ground listening for things and he's the one that sent, you know, the cue down the pipeline and my sister gave it to us and just said, you know, things, it's coming to the U.S., it's going to get crazy, you need to go prep and stack up because everything's going to shut down. And this was in the end of February and we told people, um, you know, don't want to name any names, but a couple of hockey players, I believe, were informed and they kind of laughed it off and brushed it off like, oh, it's never going to happen. And then sure enough, it did. Um, and luckily, we weren't in the stores, you know, during all the shortages. We were sitting at home with our legs up with, you know, a basement full of toilet paper and paper towel and not a crazy amount. Um, but, you know, medication, anything we would need to get by two weeks, we um, we figured at least. Although Joe went a little... Uh, a little crazy and prepped for quite a bit more than that, but well, that was the initial okay. goal. But as you know, anyone that knows, if you really want to knock this thing out, we should have shut down everything and hit out for six to eight weeks. So yes, I had some food supplies. I don't think we had enough like water if we had a water shortage. Hey, we, we have had... a Brita. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but like, what about if city water went out? It was a That's real... That's true. Oh, like a true survival. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. uh, like, so we would not have been prepared for yeah. an apocalypse. But I was ready for a, We were a ready mini, for COVID. I was ready for a mini doomsday. Yes, we were. We were. So um so yeah, anyways, so we at the very beginning, once people started taking it seriously and uh things started gradually shutting down, it was kind of eerie. Now we also had a baby that we brought home at the end of uh January. So, you know, a month into this or a month after that, we, you know, get this tip off and start getting ready. And uh, honestly, it's been, it's been a wild ride. Well, she says this tip off and all this, but now <laughs> she again hasn't said anything. So yes. So I'm not going to reveal my sources. Yeah. Uh, a family member, a friend of a family <laughs> member. But now this friend of a family member, because of these tip offs and everything that he has predicted being correct he has now been invited to the last three he family now parties. at our family parties yes uh yes he is um but i mean look he was right i mean literally he weeks I, before things even started shutting down well, when people were laughing at us and calling us ridiculous 
it happened. No, he is our families now, like, and I'm sure he's his families. He's a conspiracy expert. He knows which ones have real clout to them, which ones hold no clout. He knows that, like, some are just puff stories, and he knows the ones that have truth behind it. And uh, it's almost like he, like, has a time machine, and this guy could, like, travel around because he just knows so much. He is another... He is another information vampire. That guy sucks up well, information. Well, and here's here's what here's another one of his predictions. And I do not want to go into it because I do not like discussing politics with people. Um, he says, not only is Trump going to win, but Joe Biden will be indicted in I think Ukraine um, for his involvement in his sons, whatever, and that he also predicts that Joe Biden is going to drop out of the race entirely. So, um, not sure about that one, but, um, but that would, is what he says. So we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see at the outcome. We'll see if it happens. Yeah, That's his I, latest listen, one. I love people with the name Joe. And I think Joe Biden is the first guy I really dislike with the name Joe. Like, I'll change my name just to distance myself from that okay, guy. Okay, I don't want to talk about politics on But this that's just my personal feeling on him. And uh, that's yes, it. I think, I think, once again, I'm having deja vu to 2016 when the Democratic Party, uh, bless their evil little hearts, uh, you know, forced... Hillary Clinton to uh, the forefront, and uh, it totally backfired for him. And I, because, I agree. I think it's going to happen again because we love Bernie. I do love Bernie Sanders. Oh, Bernie. I do. Bernie, I absolutely. If do. you guys don't know what happened to Bernie. Uh, go watch the movie. It's called Fahrenheit 11.9. So you know Fahrenheit 9.11. This one is Fahrenheit 11.9. Like election. 11.9. Yep. So uh, November 9th. And uh, it kind of breaks down what really happened to Bernie behind the scenes and with those electoral votes in the primaries and things like that. Well, it so, touches on that. It's yeah. certainly not a movie no, about that. No, it's not that, about that. It's right. not about it that. Does, but it, it finally mm-hmm. gives some good insight. and for how, you, Into the, how he was cheated out yep. of uh, And for you that think nominee. that the Democrat Party or the Republicans or anyone can't be corrupt, watch it. Go ahead. Pop it on, watch it, and just see for yourself. And you don't have to believe it. You don't even have to believe us. But you have to be informed. You have to watch things. And you know what? What I would also like to say, I guess, the only thing I want to touch on with politics is that I really hope for the sake of our children and our future that we can all get to a point where we can be much more tolerant of each other's opinions and views. Um, I think that... You know, there has not been a very safe space for um, people to have civil discussion. You know, as soon as you say you're a Trump supporter, you know, it's you're labeled and vice versa. Um, you know, there's extremists on both sides that I don't think represent the vast majority of America. And the bottom line is, um, you know, we all need to work together if we're ever going to be able to move forward because this two-party system of you know, tug of war, you know, things get changed and then they get changed back. We're not getting anywhere. We're literally just spinning in circles. We're spinning our tires. Nobody's benefiting from it except the 1% and the elite of this country. Um, 
And until we all wise up to that, uh, we're in trouble. So anyways, that's my, (laughs) that's my two cents about politics for today. Well, but I hope a lot of us could all agree with Allie, because I said it years ago, I would love to see us be able to find neutral ground everywhere. Find some neutral ground and uh, be able to actually make some progress, because all this tugging back and forth, no one ever wins in this game of tug of war, and I hope that we'll see it over the next couple of months that, you know, it just, all this back and forth really doesn't work. Like, we are better united. The people that want to really control money and the government and uh, they make it a monopoly. Well, it's not just want to, they do. No, they, they do do it. They already do, and but we're the, in trouble unless we can all somehow, right. Well, what I was trying to say is, what they're doing is they're dividing us instead of uniting us oh, and no we're a man. lot oh, well yeah mad, folks. well yeah we are stronger united and think yeah. about how many people voted for hillary and how many people voted for trump if we could all just pull our heads off our ass and vote for jesse ventura we'll be good <laughs> oh my gosh jesse ventura write him in he's willing to do the job oh jesse ventura if you don't know him look him up that's right. Here's he my, is the ex-governor here, of Minnesota. Here's what I am looking for. If if the you know Republican Party or the Democratic Party want to crack this code, I'm gonna I'm gonna spell it out for you. I want somebody who cannot be bought. I don't care what your platform is. I don't care what party you're running with. You know. I just want somebody who I know is not having money funneled to them through, you know, their business or whatever it is. I want a real stand-up guy who... No, but also... And I'm that, sorry, that was but, Bernie Sanders. No, yeah, but also before Bernie... Well, and why, did, Ventura, why don't you just tell everyone who your guy was before Bernie? Who was my guy before? Oh, Jesse Ventura? No. Oh, my who? gosh, guys. So when oh, we want to take Paul? it... Oh, no, we want to take it back, yes, to the grassroots of American movements. Your guy is who? Ron Paul. Oh, God. Okay, well, first of all, Ron Paul had nothing to do with the grassroots movement. But I liked him because he wanted to uphold the Constitution. And I do think, um, you know, my... God, how long ago was that? Ten years? Listen, I've grown a lot. I've learned a lot. Um but I'm no, not sure. yeah. The things, I like John Paul. the things that yeah. I definitely don't want to change. Your freedom of speech. Your mm-hmm. your freedom to bear arms. There's always gonna be illegal firearms, and the only thing to protect you is legal firearms and your neighbors and brothers and sisters that could bear arms and protect you. Because uh, you know, I I didn't know how I felt about it as a young man, but I definitely know now. Like you know, we're we're gonna be gun owners, and that's it, and that's how it's gonna be well, until you. Yeah. And take them from us. I agree as well. I think that um, it would be a very scary. It's a very scary thought to be ruled by a government who are the only people that are allowed to have arms. I would not feel comfortable living in a country like that. Now, I hear people when they want, you know, gun reform and, you know, stricter laws. Yes to all that. However, where I differ is I think. The big picture that people are missing is 
that this country has a lot of people who are very sick, not just physically, but mentally. And when you take away things like public health care or things that people who mentally are not stable enough to hold down jobs, I just, to me, it's not a gun issue. It is a mental health issue. You know, when you look at these people that, you know, murder other people or shoot up schools. You know, they have a history of depression. They have a history of anger issues. There's a myriad of things that they have, you know, suffered from. And I think that's where the treatment needs to be to be placed. So I am all for someone like Bernie Sanders who wants to make it easier and free for people to seek the help that they need. Um, you know, I for one, if, you know, cost is always an issue that I'm weighing in making any sort of decision, not necessarily just on, you know, therapy or something like that, but anything. So I can understand where people, you know, may not be able to afford, especially with our system, how grossly expensive everything is and how um, insurance companies have been privatized. And it just, that's, that's where I'd like to see it. And that's why I'm one of the many, many reasons I've always Bernie Sanders so strongly is because I would like to see our country get healthy again um, you know and why not why not make a smarter healthier country I mean I just don't I don't get it hopefully we could all agree with that hopefully we didn't cut out we just ripped it through two tunnels right through the middle of mountains in Pennsylvania Ooh, that'll be interesting yeah so hopefully there's not too much back noise i know we do have a pretty awesome mic and a nice setup so we do pick up a lot of background noise and uh right now we wouldn't be recording in the car but we wanted to do this for you because we usually i record on mondays or tuesdays and uh it's now wednesday and uh yeah we just wanted to put something out for you so but let's just take a second let's breathe let's regroup before we go into some food talk you know because that was enough real talk so let's pause yeah, for a that second was a lot of real talk. let's just take a deep breath and pause and then we'll go into food talk okay okay that was awesome let's get back to this podcast <laughs> a moment of silence yeah so we love food guys and that's how that's like literally when i found out that the urban dictionary word for will's name for a vert ramp was spoon drop which is means like mic drop for a culinary person we were all about it i was on board because i love food i just found that out yesterday by the way and Allie said we got to step it up if we're going that big on <laughs> the said, name wow okay that's setting the bar pretty high uh for yourself um but I think you can do it. Well, there's been a few things that you've cooked that literally all you could say about it is drop the napkin, <laughs> drop the fork, and throw your hands up. And yeah, because so, you're oh, dead because it's so bad. <laughs> I've had a couple of those, too. No, but so good. <laughs> you're sweet. Thank you. I do make a mean uh, stuff shop. I do. Well, uh, how about some of the cakes? I told everyone about that fondant oh, like, cake. Lo- oh, looks-wise, yeah, crush it. But they taste but... amazing. Look at what we did Oh, my to that. gosh, you guys, it was just funfetti. Like, it literally like box cake. Yeah, but we destroyed it. <laughs> it was really good. It was good. It was, I mean, well, yeah, that's why it's so popular. It's funfetti. It's fun. It's so, colorful. What's that to like? So, last time we were out here, 
on uh, our social media pages, we were breaking down cheesesteaks. So, you know, Allie's a huge Geno's fan. I was a huge Pat's fan. And my mom, for years, used to talk about Tony Luke's. Well, when we had Tony Luke's, I love Pat's. I love Geno's. Your mom Gino's. doesn't even get a Tony uh, uh, cheesesteak from Tony Luke. She gets the pork sandwich. So you know what she says is Cosby's. So that it's like hidden gem. That so that needs. is how good Tony Luke's is. They have other sandwiches <laughs> that are also up there on the charts because they do. Yeah, it's a roast pork. There's a roast beef. But yeah, their Philly cheesesteak. Everything from Tony Luke's is beyond. Uh, it's on another planet. So if you're in Philly, the hidden gems are yes, Cosby's Deli. The, the all different hoagies and cheesesteaks. And but they Tony also Luke's. do breakfast. Over oh, Cosmes? Yes. Look, and yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Tony, but that's what I mean. Tony Luke's is their own little thing, and they're not near each other. But Pat's and Gino's, they're kitty ca- caddy corner from each other. Is it kitty corner or caddy? Um, I say kitty. I say kitty corner. I always said kitty corner. You sure? I think you stole that from me. No, Joe, I love you, but... No. Okay, so I kitty had a friend corner. Who kitty corner from me, so, so okay, kitty corner from each other in this weird, like three street intersection. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, right at Pat Shunk and Ninth, you got Pat's and Gino's across the street from each other, and that's so Pat's is its own triangle. Like it sits in the middle of the island. street. Yeah, it's an island, it's like a triangle island, and all it is is Pat's, like the restaurant and a sidewalk. On the three sides of it. It's just, it's. So, yep, if you're down there and you're around Pats, look for the posse stickers. We're down there, we got that intersection under control. I'm going to get my own stickers, by the way. I've yeah. decided. I'm Alan, not sure what they're going to say, and Lord knows what they'll look like, but I'm going to. They'll have Kurt Cobain on it, that's for sure. Oh, please. My gosh. When no. I met Allie, she loved Kurt I Cobain. Did. And I do. I mean, Nirvana, come on. But, uh, so, food. While we were down here this time, one night it was late, and I was like, gotta get Allie food. Well, with everything going on, there's not a lot of options. And we were staying at a hotel because Phil and Ellie and their dog Arlo and everyone was at the Greenwich House. We took all the kids to a hotel, and we set up shop there for three nights or four. But uh, we had first night there, we order food. And who would have thought my Google guess of the closest pizza place to the Naval Yard? Uh, and that's the coolest part about where the hotel was. We were inside the Naval Yard. I don't know if it belongs to the U.S. Navy or not, but there are there's got to be thirty battleships, like thirty destroyers, parked in this little bay right there and they actually even have an aircraft carrier so if you don't know what that is that's where the fighter jets land on the big boat in the middle of the ocean they have one of those parked there in the philadelphia naval yard so not only battleships and destroyers you could see an aircraft carrier there and it is so cool how cool was it to just walk around and weren't there? we talking about food yeah, but it, so I <laughs> was talking about where we were staying when we got the oh, food. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So we're there at the Naval Yard, and I order in food. Nearest pizza place. Who would have thought? Was it Uncle Uli's? Uncle Oogie's or Oogie's? Karen Oogies. said it. I don't know. Uncle Oogie's or Oogie's. Who knows? We got to Google it again. So get O-O-G-I-E-S. 
So however you're going to present and pronounce that. But how good was it, Allie? Tell them. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so it was one of those things where it was like, okay, it's so good, but is it only good because it took an hour and a half to get delivered and I'm starving? Or is it, like, really good? And it was just, it was so good. It was like, it had to have been brick oven or something. Like, the crust was so, I was just, oh, you guys, it was so good. I want it again. It was just, yeah, it was like just cooked like a brick oven pizza, but it was so fresh and nice that I actually caught my mom with the pizza to her nose smelling it. She was smelling (laughs) the basil and the tomato sauce because uh, it wasn't just like, you know, a normal large cheese pizza. It was, it was nice. It was good. We got it twice while we were there, actually. We got it the first night in the hotel, and then we got it again last night. Our last night in uh, Philly, and um, you know, because we had to test it out, I I needed to know if it was really that good or if it was just because we were starving, and it was really that good. And you know what? The first night we ordered it, like Ali said, took a long time to get there. Actually, an hour and a half for our delivery to show up. So that was why she was maybe thinking it would taste so good because we were so hungry we were starving. And last night, it did take a little longer, but it was because our delivery driver (gasps) got hit. He was dropping off an order, and a guy ripped his door pretty much clean so off his car. he up to the house to deliver the pizza, and his whole side is dented in of his car. Like, I don't even know how he got out of it. But I knew something was wrong because the look on his face Aww. was like he was ready to cry. I was like, was he was really so sad. emotional and so mad. And that, that up, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just drove off. Yep, yeah. So what happened was he opened his rear door, guy hit it, ripped it the wrong way, bent it, and then gunned it and took off, and he couldn't even shut the door let alone try to jump in and chase the guy and uh yeah both doors and a side panel all destroyed all dented in it was really sad so So whoever that was that did that shame on you you got an ass kicking coming your way you got some bad karma coming yeah yeah i can't even gosh it's like you know you have to know somebody like that and I wonder in my life like who is it who is that jerk that undercover jerk that would do something like that and just drive off you know oh man so watch it if you're that person and you're around us just watch it don't say anything you might just get punched right in the face by Allie (laughs) no no I just I don't know you know just I don't understand some people I mean that's what insurance is for you know, I just... This is insane. I've never experienced this. Yes, we're going through one of the tunnels in Philadelphia's hills or mountains. And usually, both... There's two tunnels. One going one way and one coming the other way. East and west. East and west. However, today, we are going through the tunnel and we're there's on, traffic going both we're ways. On I, the tunnel. We're on I-76 westbound. And the westbound tunnel has... The right lane is westbound and the left lane is closed and it is eastbound traffic. So we're in this tunnel with semis zipping past us going the other way, just feet away. This is insane. What are you thrown around words like eastbound and westbound? You know some women listen to this too, right? They're not gonna know what that means. That means you're heading east and you're heading west. No, but just listen. I'm starting to get flashy over there. 
well, we're starting to get out of this tunnel and we're starting to get dragged on a little bit. So <laughs> really what it comes down to is Philly's not all about cheesesteaks. There's other delicious food there. Oh my gosh, the chicken wings. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, this Chinese place that we ordered from two it's nights ago. It's called Great Wall. No, that's actually a lie. That's called CJ's. Oh, sorry. Uh, yes. He did ask about a place <laughs> called Great Wall. He did ask about Great Wall. I feel like that's a chain though. No, this was called CJ's. Their menu, like most Chinese places, was like 17 pages long, right? So... Um, they're ranting and raving about these chicken wings because I said I love buffalo wings. And um, they're like, no, 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 you got it. We'll, we'll get some hot ones, but you also have to try these, uh, whatever they were. I don't even know what the flavoring was. But anyways, they're these fried, fried wings that were like, oh, they were just so good. And like the, the sauce on them wasn't like a traditional wing sauce it was like a syrup it was oh gosh it was so yeah the sauce so on the wings was syrupy the sauce Allie liked to add to the <laughs> wings was an oily red pepper flake okay, sauce I don't even, yeah I don't even know what it's called Joe's dad loves it it's called hot oil it's called hot oil and I just poured that right over my chicken wings because the hot wings were from there were not hot enough and I'll tell you oh my gosh oh. I just Oh, I'm already missing the food. So Allie was doing that and talking about that. And I'm like, okay, oh, Scout wants me to tell my side of the story. So I try them the next day and I put a little on and the sauce is cold from the refrigerator. So it's not spread in the right way. And I put some of this red pepper flake oil sauce on. Well, I took a... I just got a mouthful of this red pepper flake and it hit the back of my throat like uh, like jet fuel. Oh I needed to go pour milk immediately. After I was done, no, after, oh yes, my eyes were watering. Well, I washed my hands twice and then because my eyes are still watering, I wiped my eye Somehow, I got remnants of this oil in my eye, and I was blinded for 20 minutes with this throbbing eye like I got hit with pepper spray. I know it felt like 20 minutes, but realistically, it was like Five. four minutes. It was four. It was four minutes. <laughs> Gosh, I do four not want to be pepper seconds. sprayed. If I could tell you anything, if that feels like pepper spray, that was like a mild, tiny dab of pepper spray, and that hurt my eyeball. You guys, it was it was so good. It was hot. It was well, so good. Well, so there it is. There's our food review. That's our spoon drop. That's the tastiest things we've ate this week. That's episode three, the Pace Posse. We're out. We'll see you guys next week. And uh, yeah, take care. Bye.